0: Welcome back once again to the Iconist Podcast. I'm your host, Barry 3D, and
1: with me is... I go by the name of DJ Rod C. <laughs> welcome to forever, welcome
0: to forever.
1: <laughs> forever. <laughs> oh my gosh,
0: here we go. So yeah, so this time, as you can see from our background, we're, we're diving into something a little bit different. It's a little bit lesser known to uh, to maybe some of the masses. Um, and this is why we're doing this, because we want to shed some light on it, and hopefully... Uh, you know, once again, like, share, subscribe, please let everybody know. We're going to tag people left, right, and center. Uh, We're also going to post a link. So if you can maybe even donate to help the channel grow, that would be awesome. So we can step things up a little bit more for you. And uh, we enjoy doing this. So this this is a passion project, uh, 100% um, for myself. And there's links going to be at the end of the video, you know, to uh rod stuff. My stuff, uh, all of our stuff together, stuff separately. So you know, stay tuned. Hold on. Enjoy. Go. Hold on. Hold right on. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna hit you with a tale that involves outer space, right? There's spaceships. There's evil emperors. There's swashbuckling. You know. Yep. Exactly. There's rebellion. There's Ooh. unrest. There's backstabbing. There's intrigue. There's, there's, there's brotherhood.
1: There's brother- love. There's, there's love love romance. And there's love and the
0: romance. Yes. R- right. And of course, like anything in a Marvel universe, it starts with tragedy. <laughs> tragedy. Hey. We are talking about Marvel Star Jammers today. Mm-hmm right? And you're going to sit there and scratch your head like, who's the Starjammers? Well, if you're watching this, you can look behind me and you can see the main person uh, in a red, you know, red and black. He's got red gloves on. Uh, his name is Corsair. Corsair. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's he's the main person of the Starjammers. And why is he so important? Because if we didn't have him, we wouldn't have some of our favorite mutants in the Marvel Universe.
1: AKA Scott Summers. Heck Yes. And, 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 and sorry, go ahead. No, and go Scott ahead. Go Summers Scott Summers, and, 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 no, Scott Summers and, and Cyclops and Havoc. Oh, I, was just gonna, I was gonna go with I'll make it all dramatic with Havoc. But, you
0: know, yes, gonna, yes, exactly. So yes. that's two out of three. I mean, <laughs> so when I say two out of three, there is a third one called Vulcan who comes in way later on. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Right? But we're gonna go back with this. So this idea was pitched by the Star Jammer. So back in in, in early. So this was pitched and, and their first appearance was X-Men issue 107 in like 1977. Um in, in you know in October. This is when they first, yeah, 1977 in October. Uncanny X-Men 107. So this is like their first run. So this is when, you know, uh Wolverine, Cyclops, and all the rest of them are on the team. So you know, the team at the time I said had Wolverine, if I could do this from memory right. So of course, Wolverine, uh, Banshee. Storm, Colossus, Nightcrawler, Cyclops, Professor X was there in a support uh, uh, basis, uh, ha- helping them out. Um, we just lost Thunderbird. Go, okay, yeah, right, because he and he passed away just a little before that, and Sunfire ended up quitting the team. Right, this is to show you how far back this goes. So we're going back 1977. My hair was beautiful back then.
1: Wow, <laughs> I, I think I had I think I had hair and, and a pick somewhere. I believe I had a hair and a pick somewhere. We'll just leave
0: it at that. Yeah. yeah. See, I had the hair and a pick. I had my pick had a fist on it. So you know, going back to Star Jammers, Star Jammers was created by Dave Cockrum. Um, and he was one of the guys behind it, and his original concept for this was exactly this. They were supposed to be like space pirates, and they had a, a comic book series called Marvel Spotlight back then, which was almost like DC Showcase, where Artists and writers would create uh, characters or, or short stories. And it would last maybe an issue, maximum maybe three. And they would just go there. And it was a spotlight on bringing into new characters uh, to the masses or, you know, Marvel, pre- or Marvel presents, but it was Marvel spotlight. You know, bringing in new characters for the people. And he went, you know, to the editors and said he wanted to pitch this whole Starjammers thing. And he wanted to, he had his mock-ups and everything done. And they said it was a two-year waiting list to get the characters into the book. So he was like, oh, I really want to get these characters in there. He was really excited about it, which I can understand. So he turned around and he talked to Chris Claremont, who was the writer of the X-Men at the time. And, and Dave was drawing some of the issues. So he spoke to Chris. Chris said, hey, I think there's a way we can actually bring them in and make them part of the Marvel universe. So instead of waiting two years, he goes, you know what? I'd rather do this and at least have them in there. And they take, change up a little bit their backstories to give them life. Henceforth, the Starjammers. So we're going to go back and, and, and see why they're important. So to show you how this ties into the X-Men and how this could be a good bridge way to bring the X-Men into the Marvel Universe, at least to let people know. The history is you had, um, so this is, as I said, Scott and, and, and Alex's dad, who just Cyclops in havoc. Uh, he, he was a retired pilot. So this is, that's his whole thing when he, he got, so the story is their dad was flying the plane on Earth right? Along with their mom and the two boys who were very young at the time. This is like before they hit teenage years, so their powers didn't even develop. Um, They're flying a plane going on a trip. So he was a retired major from the army. Uh, When he was flying the plane, the plane all of a sudden caught on fire. Now, what happened is a spaceship came as a scouting mission on earth from the Shi'ar empire. They got spotted by the plane or they thought the plane, you know, who was flying the plane spotted them. So they shot the plane down. So the plane, of course, gets hit with a laser burst into flames, you know, it was an old plane, uh, but his dad likes to fly these old planes, he's really you know, a maverick that way. Uh, So, you know, caught on fire, uh, everything's burning, there's only one parachute left. So, you know, the mom named Catherine, right, Catherine Summers, their mom, turned around, grabbed the parachute, gave it to Alex and Scott, put it, you know, put it on Scott, told him, hold on to Alex, pushed him out the door. That was it. So anytime you read the X-Men, And you hear about Scott getting a concussion, and this is why he can't turn off his his mutant power. That was the accident. So, to him, his parents died. The plane blows up. In essence, just like in Star Trek, beam me up. The scouting party beamed up the two survivors and took off back to space. They let the plane crash. So... Uh, at the point, this is all now tying into the Phoenix Saga. This is the true tying into the Phoenix Saga. Um, you know, Emperor Kent, if you watch the X-Men cartoon, you know what we're talking about. So Emperor, emperor Kent was kind of a <laughs> crazy emperor of the Shi'ar Empire, you know, older brother of Lilandra, and, and they had another sister who goes by, you know, she changed her name to Deathbird as an assassin. But another story, he turns around and he takes the two of them, you know, the parents as prisoners. He pulls in uh, the mom because he finds her beautiful. He tries to force herself on her. She fights back. You know, he doesn't like that. And he gets pissed off that, you know, she's trying to, because he's sexually trying to, you know, take it without permission. So he fights back and he goes, and then, you know, he's got um, their their dad. And I'm sorry, we're doing the whole thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm losing Christopher. That's his name, Christopher Summers. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah. their dad. So major Christopher Summers, he's right there. Um, you know, and when he fights back, he's like, "Would you give your life, you know, for her?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll give my life for her. Don't don't do anything to her. Take me, you know, let my wife live." And he goes, "No, I want you to die painfully because you've been causing me a lot of problems." So he turns around and he kills Catherine right there in front of a, you know, in front of Chris. And of course, he freaks out. He throws him into the slave pit. pit. So he throws him into, you know, where to keep all the slaves in in you know, a, a prison there. And then he meets a couple of other aliens that were trapped there variously they turn around they escape they when they escape the shara empire they're looking around they find a spaceship they just grab the spaceship they take off right so christopher summers turns around and he's like well to him my wife he knows my wife is dead right my kids are dead he goes when i looked out the window i saw the parachute on fire even though it opened it was on fire there's no way they could have probably survived that there's no reason for me to go back to earth he was angry he wanted to hurt the Ken and he deforms. forms you know the rebellion. These 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 four, you know, aliens, you know, and I said aliens because they're all aliens to each other, turn around and form an alliance and say, Hey, we are going to live by our own code. We're gonna do like hit and run missions, um, just to disrupt the Shiar Empire as best as we can as our own little form of revenge.
1: Yeah, no, I I exactly. So I mean the the kind of mean segue from there is that their their whole mission, it, it was the bond. It was the common bond that brought them together. They realized at the end of the day that uh, the kin had imprisoned them for their individual situations, not even yep. crimes. It was just their individual situation. And the kin had, you know, basically had put them in the, basically like Barry said, into like the slave pits. And there was, one, there was one day that um, Christopher was, um he was, he was being attacked, and um, the two other the two other people basically came to his rescue, and that's when they kind of formed the alliance, and they were looking out for the fourth companion, and that's where the, the two initial people, and we'll get to their name very shortly, uh, they were the ones who were looking for their female friend, their comrade, yes. and basically, with Christopher's help, they were able to find her and then escape, and like Barry said, they said, listen, we need to leave of like a Star Wars kind of like out into the docks be the ship, get that one let's go, go go gadget! it and they took off <laughs> with that and that basically uh, bring us to where they decided to, Christopher again, he being the I, I take it that he was at least being very um I think I, I might be the person right here who might have some knowledge of what to do I'll call myself a captain, I will lead us to, we to, to, to uh like barry says to do our hidden runs and take out the Ken as best possible so they basically followed his lead and accepted him as their leader captain kosar and kosar and that was it and then like barry says beginning of star travels let's be good and that's how it goes on.
0: exactly you know so i mean a lot of times i said this one gets passed over um because people wouldn't know about it, you know. They, first of all, they're going to compare it to Star Wars, and it's not—it's not really a Star Wars-ish. Oh, you know, yeah. back in 1977, yes, that's when the first—the first official Star Wars film was released. It was yeah, the hype, yeah. of course. Just like when martial arts c- came in, mar- you know, Marvel's yeah. all over martial arts. When ninjas were the hot yeah. thing, Marvel's all over ninjas, right? It, yeah. So it's, it's when we're talking about space, but these characters still stand up the test of time, and this is—and this is what is so cool uh, about it, you know. So, for example, just the name that he chose, uh, a Corsair, you know, is a privateer, you know, um, it, it, that's the definition, a kid. he's a privateer, he's almost, he's, it's a pirate, he, he's a pirate, and mm-hmm. in the Shi'ar Empire, they know that's, like, you know, uh, a bad thing for them, you know, uh, and again, you know, he just laughs at it, but, because, I mean, he's the Emperor, he's, he, he's, a, he's a tyrant, even though the people follow him, they have to follow him, because by blood he is that, he has uh, access to the Emkron crystal, which, once again, ties into the whole Phoenix Saga, just the, the, the beginning of that Phoenix Saga and, and leading up to it, to what happened with Jean Grey. And, and and to me, this is the most messed up family, if not, one of, yeah, I think it's the most messed up family in Marvel. I mean, come on. So first of all, if you look at all of them, right? So you got Corsair, right? And, and he's a grandfather. So hold on with me. He's a grandfather. He's, he's an outer space a retired ex-military, you know, pilot, um, a retired pilot, and he's a space pirate. Then you got Scott Summers, Cyclops, leader of the X-Men. Then you have Havoc at one point who was with the X-Men, and then he was leading X-Factor, right? Before, you know, so X-Factor at one point was Scott and the original X-Men team, and then it changed to X-Factor when uh, Alex took over, okay? And then you have um, Vulcan who was, their other brother who they didn't know who was born in outer space so when he killed the mom catherine she was pregnant they didn't know and they raised the baby there you know a a fraction that was you know dedicated to ken so he wasn't raised with good intentions in his heart um and and powerful because these all the summers boys are all just like got cosmic power for some reason you know i mean um and then of course it goes back to when i said corsair is a grandfather because scott's scott's son is cable correct from the future so if you see the deadpool movie right the second deadpool movie that cable even though he's older his father is cyclops how may you ask very simple so and now bear with me this is the marvel way so after the the whole phoenix saga gene Grey is supposedly dead Scott Summers is distraught. He's depressed. He leaves the X Men. He goes out to Alaska to see his grandparents. When, when he's there, um, he runs into a woman named Madeline Pryor. Long story short, you find out Madeline is a clone of Jean Grey. Whoa! Y- yeah, gets married to Madeline because she, lo- of course, she looks exactly because she's a clone of Jean Grey. Gets married to Madeline, um, has a baby. That baby is Nathan Summers. Right, right. Goes on now a little bit further. Jean Grey comes back from the dead because nobody dies in Marvel. Everybody comes back.
1: Yeah. Too much paperwork.
0: Too much paperwork. Even though in the movie it might seem that someone might die, they they, they be back. So you know, he, uh, has Nathan? Well, he was doing his version of X Factor before it got turned turned over to his brother Alex. So Cyclops is leading. Jean's back. He's like, oh, Gene's back, but I love Gene. So once again, he leaves Madeline to go after Gene. Um, you know, because his own conscience and how he feels about
1: Gene. So Cyclops, is—he's a dick. <laughs> he got some issues. He needs to work through. That's all I'm just saying. Yeah, he he needed a strong father to figure in his life. He's- He's got, and we're his strong fighter up in the sky, but he don't know that. So no, no, Scott, exactly. Scotty Scott, Scott well, needs some help.
0: Yeah. Well, by the time that he has, he gets married to Madeline, and they have Nathan. He knows his dad is Corsair out in space, but he has Nathan what to I get know? into a whole big fight with. Yeah, he knows at that point. He gets in a big fight with um Apocalypse because Apocalypse is now you know chasing after X Factor, and they're going. He's the main villain if you read their volume one of um uh of uh, X uh, volume one of X Factor. So. He gets into it. He infects Nathan with a techno-organic virus. Uh, and then someone comes from the future that looks like Jean Grey, almost seems like she has the Phoenix power, and says, give the baby to me. We can't save him here, but I can take him to the future, and we can save him there, and we can't bring him back. And it's like, well, he either he stays here and dies, or we send him to the future and he lives. So obviously they gave him up, sent him to the future, and, uh, and that's how you know Nathan takes off to the future then there's a mini series of course cyclops and phoenix where they themselves kind of go into the future real quick future yeah and they raise nathan when he's a young boy but he doesn't know that those are really his parents he just thinks they're just people that like him um he grows so he, he he and he comes back and when he comes back from the future finally he's older than his dad he's older than his grandfather you know, and he comes back as Cable and he changes the name from Nathan Summers to Nathan Dayspring. Hey Chuck,
1: Dayspring, that's right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Of course, he has his own issues and there's a clone there of him called Strife, but that's a different story. So this whole family to sure. me, if they ever were able to get together on the same page, would be a wicked issue. Hmm. G- give me a one-shot Give give me a mini-series, a six-issue mini-series with the whole family together. I don't care if they're all in outer space or they're on Earth. No, it's got to be in outer space. Give me all in outer space. So Corsair with the Star Jammers along with Cyclops, you know, Havoc and Cable. Get them Summer's boys together and let's see what
1: happens. Jeez. I I agree that they are one of the very unique families that if you really... Sit down and you start to realize that Marvel organically mm-hmm. built that summer family to be longevity. They are basically one of the key players in the Marvel universe. Um, yeah. it's Summers, even now that we know Scott Summers is is he's still he's still instrumental to, to X Men. Um, Havoc, you don't really hear too much about, but Cable no. again is also a known strong point in in the X Men um lure in that sense so yeah it's, it's just there, there and then there's rachel and <gasps> well sorry and that,
0: that's it that's who seems to came from the future was an older version of rachel
1: right exactly so i, I, mean, I mean there are a lot of connections to that family so um as we will say we're going to talk we're talking about star jammers but everything that def- definitely seems to stem off of corsair christopher yes. summers is is like one of those uh unknown hidden factor fathers of the mutant revelation i don't know how to, i don't know how no, to i get it and you but it, I mean, it comes back from that
0: let's suppose, wait all the time you have villains like for example uh, mr sinister he's always looking to get the dna from scott because he says scott and gene's dna is supposed to be very unique you know mm-hmm. as to make very powerful mutants shoot why mm-hmm. go with them go with the parents i mean you can't get anything dna from the mom obviously right but you can still track down Corsair. He's still around, you know, I, I, but, and we're not going to get off too much on subject. I just want to give you how much importance and how underscore this character is, but how much importance the character right. is, right? So right. Corsair is right. out there. He's fighting a good fight. He forms a team. He changes his name. No reason for him to go back to earth because I said he, thinks his, you know, he knows his wife died in front of him. He didn't know his wife was pregnant and there was another baby that was his. So he never re- meets that baby until that baby is fully grown as a man. Uh, so he didn't even know. Uh he thinks you know Scott is dead, which is Cyclops. He thinks Alex is dead, which is Havoc, right? Has no idea about them until issue 107. And and that issue was like, you know, one of my favorites for many reasons. Uh, so 107 is when they made their first appearance uh in there. Is uh, is it drawn by Dave Cochran, you know, written uh by Chris Claremont, and and we'll get more into Dave. Um and then the members. So we're gonna go with the core members of the Star Jammer. So we, we talked about Corsair. Right, then there's um Raza, who's from an unknown alien race and he's half cyborg. And you know, like he's got the cyborg, you know, the robot arm, the robot eye, he's got a ponytail, he, 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 he's, he's like the weaponsmith, he's yes. just playing out like a bad man. <laughs> Smart, shoot first, ask questions later. This, later. this is this the next is,
1: day. Next, Next day, day, you know. Why am I he, asking questions? Why am I even asking questions?
0: Yeah, <laughs> he, he's extremely so. every time he sees the Shiar, he just loses. He's he goes into, um, I, I wouldn't say a berserker mode, but he just really has no passion because he's the last survivor of his race. The Shiar that totally decimated his planet, right? And that's how they always made the story. Yeah, Keep going. Right. So then, and then you have Chode, right? Who's uh, another alien race? So he's a giant looking lizard he he looks like a mishmash between uh the abomination and the incredible hulk uh
1: good answer good answer
0: yeah and but smart super smart like he's he's the Uh. he's he's the tech genius of the team he's the one that helps keep the star jammer running but he's also the muscle (laughs) (laughs) like that that, that's for sure and then you know there's the um scott's sorry, sorry sorry christopher's new love interest. So she starts off as she's a feline character. She's, she's pretty much a cat, a, literally a cat woman. She's got a whole autonomy of a woman, but she's got, you know, the claws and, and she's got a tail, um, black and white. And and he, he can't pronounce her name. You know, it, her name is totally impossible to pronounce. So he gives her a name of, uh, oh my God.
1: Hey, Hapsiba. Hapsiba. Thank you very much. Hapsiba.
0: So that's the name because this is a name of something he read in a novel when he was back on Earth when he was younger and that name always stuck with him. So since he can't pronounce her name, that's what he nicknames her. Uh, Once again, very skilled, hand-to-hand fighter, you know, loyal. And she doesn't even think about going. I don't think she knows where her planet is. Like They picked her up, so she doesn't even know where her own planet is. But So she's never come across anyone from her race, but she's in love. She falls in love. With christopher and christopher falls in love with her and the two of them stay together for the rest of his days that that's his that's his girlfriend slash wife without the ceremony you know they don't have any kids but that's and and they live that swashbuckling code they really look up to him because christopher himself once again as a military man he he's a he's a tactile he's a he's a tact he's a he's a genius that way he knows how to plan use guerrilla tactics Bring it out there, so they're not used to some of the guerrilla tactics that he employs, and he's making headway on that, and that's the life they live. So when they brought them in in issue 107, at that point, and that's why he was going back to it. Um, you know, keep in mind that the new X Men team wasn't around for that long. You know, you had the original X Men team, and the new, and then they had the giant size X Men, and you know were. They brought in Colossus, Nightcrawler, Wolverine, Storm, Thunderbird, Banshee, and Sunfire, along with, with Cyclops. Prior to that, it was always the original team, which was Cyclops, Marvel Girl, Angel, Beast, and Iceman. That, that was So the original team got kidnapped, so to speak. They went on a mission. They got stuck on an island. They came back. You know, uh, Scott escaped. He says, oh, I have to go back. They went and got all the new X-Men, went there, freed the old X-Men. Then the old X-Men decided to kind of go on their own ways. And we'll touch on that differently, you know, to do their own thing. And then Cyclops stayed with the new team. Okay, fine. They're learning to get together. And and this is when it came in and and it leads until they make their appearance in that one oh seven. That that kicks off so much. That issue kicks off, you know, Scott starting to learn or he will learn about his father and what happened that side. Um Starts off the whole Phoenix saga a little bit more of what we know it to be and why it became so important and how it was subtly built up. So, you know, Chris Claremont did a great, you know, thing of penciling that whole thing. It, my favorite is John Bryan, the artist, came on on issue 108 of X Men. And I like, I, I love his style, you know, especially back then when he came up, he drew everything like Jack Kirby did. So he started, he came on issue 108, he did, you know, Once again, continuing the storyline. And in there, it has my favorite, favorite, absolute favorite moment in any comic book in all the years I've been reading comic books, no matter the company. They've seen the and crystal. They're fighting. They're trying to, um, you know, the Ken's trying to use it to destroy the universe and take over. They're trying to stop them. Jean Grey just is just new to being Phoenix at this point. So her powers haven't gotten to that level. And she's trying to mend the tear that's in the crystal to kind of kind of take the can out and then control it so it doesn't do what it has to do the crystal has a guardian this guardian is about maybe what three feet tall keep in mind wolverine's only like five two in comic books right so wolverine shows up and everyone's fighting because the imperial guard shows up you know the star jammers there it's a whole big battle splash page Then wolverine gets in there and he sees you know he sees uh the little guardian cyclops goes hey you gotta take it easy we don't know You know, we don't know what he's capable of. And Wolverine looks at him with a smirk. Now, this is when they really wrote Wolverine extremely cocky. And they were thinking about killing off Wolverine during this run, right? He wasn't supposed to be around up to all these years up to now. So we got lucky. Uh, John Bryan, the artist, was the one that said, no, don't kill him off. Let's keep him because he's Canadian. I'm Canadian. I think it would be nice to have a Canadian on a superhero team. That's the only reason Wolverine still exists up today and didn't die in issue like 108 or 109. This little guy turns around and sees Wolverine. He's like, yeah, what do you think you're going to do? He goes, don't worry, Cyclops. I'm not going to hurt him much. And all you hear is, pow! The next panel, you see the Star Jammer in orbit, but it has a different kind of look at the time that we know. Like, see, Rod's got the classic look behind him. But this one had a little bit of a different look. Like, it had wings. Like, It looked like a giant bird. So that ship is in orbit with one of their crew members. And all you see is, like, uh... You know, the person that's on the ship is like, is everything okay down there? It's like, yeah, why? Um, you know, Wolverine just got hit. Wait a minute. I, I, I'm picking up a humanoid. He, he, he's about a meter or so long. And, and, and he's, he, yeah, I got him on the scanners. And it's like, how's he doing? He, escape velocity. <laughs> this little guy hit Wolverine so hard planet side. He sent him out in orbit. He was doing escape velocity. The ship had to break orbit to go and, and track and catch up to Wolverine and pull him in with a tractor beam. Getting you, you got punched so hard, escape velocity. <laughs> what's he doing? Es- do you know, escaping.
1: What? How is that possible?
0: Well, you know, he's got that healing factor. What Unbreakable that's bones. That's Great that's what saved his life and even then he was wrecked he he was out for the rest of the issue hit so hard escape velocity yeah <laughs> yeah so that, that that was it but during that jean gray had to did she realized she didn't have enough power left life essence to do what she needed to do and they touched on this in the cartoon so she grabs Um, uh, Storm's hand because Storm says well you need more than one and she said oh yeah you gave me an idea so she grabs Storm's hand she goes Corsair give me your hand she grabs, you know Corsair okay sure no problem grabs her hand and they and they and Jean Grey mind links with everyone that she's holding hands with so there she realizes and she keeps saying it's like oh my god no it can't be you know you know and it goes into more issue 108 109 Jean at the time realizes that Corsair his name is Christopher Summers. She finds out his backstory, you know, and she doesn't tell Scott right away. When she, when she's thinking to tell Scott, um, she talks to Corsair first and Corsair goes, because at this point there's a fight goes on, Scott's un, he's unconscious. So she goes, look, Corsair, you have to save Cyclops. He's like, okay. Oh yeah. He's like, no, you have to save your son. He'll what she goes, you're Christopher Summers. That's your son, Scott Summers. Who he hasn't seen since he was like, what, maybe nine, 10? And now he's a grown man in his 20s. So, but Scott can hear this. He's unconscious. (laughs) He's unconscious, man. So it's like, okay. So after all that happens, he, he takes Gene aside. He goes, look, Gene, don't tell Scott I'm his father. I didn't go back to earth. I didn't know my boys is like, he's fine. He seems happy. He's in love with you. You love him. Take care of my son. You know um, what happened to my other son is like, Oh, Alex is alive. Also, both your boys survived. He's like, I-, I didn't know that. He goes, look, I've been in space for so long. I wouldn't know what to do on earth. I-, I would have no idea. Don't tell them anything. Let them live their lives. They seem happy for me to come back. is just gonna, you know, uh, just unsettle everybody and everything. I'm going to stay here and, and just live my life, you know, do what I have to do. So Gene made him that promise. And, and that's why he didn't find out right away until many issues later, you know, John Bryan wasn't writing the book anymore. Um, sorry, not writing. He wasn't drawing the book anymore. Sorry. He wasn't drawing the book anymore. A different artist was drawing it. And Corsair has to come to earth and he comes crashing into earth because the rest of the Star Champions get captured. So he comes to earth uh, and he, and he, and he needs Scott's help. And once again, during the fight, you know, Corsair has always still been wearing his dog tags all the time underneath his costume. So his dog tags and his locket. And during the fight, he gets knocked unconscious. Scott goes to help him. Scott sees the tags and, and, and locket hanging out. So he picks it up. He reads the name. He opens the locket. He sees a picture of his mom. And he goes, oh, well, how do you have these? You know, And he starts yelling at him. And, and he's like, who are you? And what do you have this stuff? And, what? and Corsair has to say, look, finally, um, you know, while he was unconscious, he didn't even get a word in. It was Storm. Because Storm did know. Gene did tell Storm. Storm says, that is your dad. You're lying. No, I know. How come you didn't tell me? Well, you know, Gene made me promise not to tell. And of course, says, I told Gene not to tell you for X amount of reasons. So, of course, there was a lot of anger through that, Scott. And I found it was really wrong. You finally catch up with your dad and, you know, and, and you have to understand, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to get milk. I'm, I'm going to get a pack back. of smoke, son. I'll, I'll be right.
1: Wink, I'll wink, back. 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 Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's definitely in the time of, in those days, you know, the writing, they, there was always a lot of, you know, conflict and stuff like that. You know, parents separating, you know, single child, you know, it's still now going on. Of course. But, you know, a lot, of, a lot of writing back then was those were some key points they've always wanted to emphasize and just kind of like use as good fuel for, you know, for creative writing and for you know atmosphere and drama and just to, just to bring the crowds in to make it as re- they believe as real as possible. So, uh, yeah, I, I you know what? In reality, yes, any person will completely be upset with that, and it's, it's completely valid. And in and, and the way the way that went down, uh, but again for writing. I, prom- yeah, see, I made them promise.
0: That's Maybe. the only thing. I mean, okay, I understand the promises. I understand when you found out, okay, and they have to make dramatic effect. I understand that. But for Scott, finding, I can understand Scott being mad that his dad didn't tell him the first time who he was, right? Mm-hmm. As soon as they found out the connection, as soon as Gene knew it. Uh, but I was really kind of a little bit disappointed at how Scott handled it. I mean, as I said, it wasn't like his dad stepped out to go and get a pack of smokes and said he never came back. You right. you, you got pushed out of a plane with one parachute. You saw yep. the you. You didn't see the spaceship, but you saw the plane blow up. You know, Correct. you're you're flying back from Alaska to you know, I think to the states or where their flight plan was. So yep. you're in the mountains. It's like, okay, <laughs> you you okay. could be mad at saying, Dad, you should have told me when I when you first realized or first knew it. I could be mad at Gene for not telling me when she sir. But that if you read that issue, he's so angry. Like, you, know, Scott. But that's Scott, Scott's always angry. Scott is always angry. <laughs> He's got a chip on his shoulder. No wonder Wolverine wanted to bop him a couple of times, man. It's true. That, that's, what, that's what got me. It's like, okay, I, I, maybe I'm too sentimental, uh, you know, to a certain things, I can understand being angry on certain things, but, okay, be angry him not telling you when you first see him. But don't be angry He's like, where were you all my life? Uh, Did you okay. not see the plane blow up? Hey, like i said did you not see him in a different outfit like the one that's behind me here where he's wearing a red and a bandana, you know and it's a cool it's a cool ass look it's a, I, I, I thought corsair was one of the coolest characters man that I, and he, he's in outer space it's, you know
1: yeah i i completely i i, I understand it's 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 Again, it's just the writing style. That's what they wanted to, to push. Scott to me always, always had a chip on his shoulder, always had to be proving something. He always, he's always angry. He's, yeah. he's always angry. And, yeah. and that's, that's just Scott Summers future <laughs> of the human race or the mutant, the mutant race. Yes. As we know, as you know, anyway, that's, that's even talking about stuff that's going on right now. But that's, that's just Scott. That's that's just, yeah, Scott. That's,
0: and that's the only thing that I, I, I thought was off. And I mean, I, and outside of course, Corsair, people would say, okay, what else did Dave Cochran do? And just to give you a quick rundown, Dave Cochran was responsible for, uh, you know, the creation of Nightcrawler, Storm, and Colossus, you know, um, and even Black Cat in the Spider-Man run. So, and, and he did another, uh, so he did way more than that. He had another, his own issue called the Futurians, which was like a one-shot deal that was done by Marvel. And, you know, and I actually have that in my collection, which I'm very happy about. So, he, he's, he's, he's contributed a lot on the Marvel side, you know, um, and, and he's even done some work with the Legion of Superheroes, you know, and, and, and Superman and Superboy titles back for DC back in the day. So, he, you know, um, uh, he, he, he even helped create Bouncing Boy and Dual Damsel from, you know, the Legion of Superheroes. Um, uh, and, and so he's he's done a lot. Uh, his list really goes on. So you really got to look more into the, what the, his writing style was. And and I and got to appreciate it. Absolutely got to appreciate it. I'm just saying that particular story where Scott finally meets his dad, Corsair, you know, they finally did kind of hash it out at the end, but he was very still distant. And, and at that point, even when he found out, Alex still didn't know. So Havoc didn't know. You know? I I, I think that's one thing where Marvel really needs to tighten up. Or We, we all know about the Magneto and Quicksilver and and, um, and and Scarlet Witch. I didn't even throw in Polaris at one point, you know, uh, who's down here in the screen too, because at one point, Havoc did join the Starjammers. Havoc and Polaris. I
1: thought I, I, thought I did, yeah.
0: They did I join the Starjammers at one point. They even have another character that joined Who's in the Marvel universe right now? So we don't know if we're going to get there or not. And this is why I say these are good segues. So you have Miss um, Marvel, well, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, or Cap-
0: yeah, Captain Marvel, as the movie came out with Carol Denvers. She at one point loses her powers because of Rogue. She turns around, uh, gets her powers back from a, an accident, cosmic or whatever, and, and, and taps into this other power and she turns herself into, calls herself binary. So she's like a binary star. She has like heat powers, you know what I mean? She's able to fly, project, plasma blast the whole nine yards. And she joins the Star Jammers. So, you know, her being in outer space, that, that makes sense. Uh, so they had a, the main core members, you know, or is the ones who are behind us. And these are the ones that um, I came up with and, and think that it would be perfect to have them as a segue. Like how they did, and then how, and this is what we're going to go into now. We're going to start trying to figure out who could play who or how would you do it. So, you know, I would say to me, it would be like a nice segue. How they did Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: yeah. Well, that's exactly. It. They are. They are basically like. Uh, uh, they're like a very similar cousin in that sense of yes. Guardians of the Galaxy. That's yes. how I look at it. Yes. Um, all the characters, basically their particular, their characteristics and what they can bring to the table, you can clearly see or very something similar on the, the Guardian Galaxy type of aspect, at least the MCU aspect of it. Yeah, right, um, right. Exactly, and it, exactly. That's what we're talking so about. We can, definitely, MCU, we, can, yeah. we can definitely get a connection right there
0: with that. Right, so because me, I, like how they did the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie, at the very end of it, they brought in people to represent the original Guardians of the Galaxy, what we know from comic books, not the ones that's in the MCU. The MCU one that's the more, that's popular right now is, is, I would say, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, version two you know 2.0 wow. the original ones are actually from the future in the 31st century but anyways so the original ones they showed some of them like for example Sylvester Stallone did a cameo and he played uh uh Sorcare, uh right which is Starhawk's character you know and they had you know um, all the other ones right Charlie 27 and and you know Yondu is, is, is as we normally MCU is still a Yondu, similar power, but looks a little bit different. He's got the big fin, and he, he really uses a bow and arrow. So the all the original aspect of the Guardians were there, so they kind of threw them in at the very end, making them like seem like a whole big team instead of just one team. Um, you know, Astro, uh, Vance Astro was there. So they all showed them in their costumes to a certain degree, or, or even without their powers, they're still there. Right. Right? That's where... It would be nice when they're doing that whole pen and you're seeing them, they could have just showed the star jammer in the bridge and you see, you know, the main four on the bridge. That's it. I didn't have to do a speaking role, put them in their trad- traditional costumes, have them there. People are like, oh, people are like, okay, why are they showing them? And then fans would be like, oh my gosh. And that would have confirmed the X-Men cool. are, are in the MCU.
1: see yeah that is definitely that's definitely right it would have been a beautiful time but you know at that time yeah Disney didn't hold yeah, the, the deal the deal wasn't gone hadn't gone through as yet so I wasn't even nope. sure if it was even on the table at that time but yeah that would definitely be something perfect that they bring out now like at the uh, next Guardian Galaxy um, yes. this is a perfect time that you can make that segue as well and bring that in
0: so, yes 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 that's what i'm talking about so we gonna get down to it right now i I have ideas clearly of how and who should play the star jammers got it you ready to hear this let's hear it okay let Uh me let me me pull out the book let me pull out the book (laughs) other other man made notes So, playing him right, and 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 he might be a little bit younger because I want to capture capture them. Maybe not not too far in the grip. I want them to, as the Star Jammers. I don't want. I mean, if they got to do the Star Jammers, let's say they had to do it as a standalone movie. One, I would like this. I said before, bring them into Guardians of the Galaxy as just as little guest thirty second, and then coming in and out. That would confirm the X Men are in the MCU because you can't have father without son. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, you know, if they gotta get into their history, do their history as a flashback. Just a quick flashback, how they did in Watchmen. Don't need a whole movie about their history. We just need a flashback, throw them in an adventure. Let's go. Let's let's go for a thrill ride. Okay. If I had to go and and in this and, and who I picked here can go for live action, or if they had to do an animated series on the Star Jammers, because we all know between Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain Marvel, there's a whole space opera of stuff that we haven't co- encountered yet. And it'd be nice to have a team that's really going to go more into it. So Guardians of the Galaxy had a cartoon. So here, here's who I picked to play who. So the main man himself, Corsair,
1: right.
0: I'm going with Charlie uh, Hinnom. Charlie he was the lead from Sons of Anarchy.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Right. He, so he, he did the lead of Charlie, of the, you know, and when you watch the original Sons of Anarchy, right. Mm-hmm. And you see his character in there, right. um, you know, a, a, as a lead, it, it almost was reminiscent of, and I said this before, of a King Arthur tale. His dad has passed away, you know, um, his mom's still there, you know. You had Ron Perlman in it. It's so all his dad and his stepdad are trying. His mom and his stepdad are trying to pull him one way. He's got other thoughts about the motorcycle gang. He he really was, you know, King Arthur to me in that aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, you got mm-hmm. past the reins of the kingdom. People are trying to pull you one way. You're trying to go another way, and you get into all these things. And it was it just kind of felt more to me as a, 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 a you know, like if you had to watch a weekly series almost of a modern day version of of you know uh knights of the round table each person had their qualities. so first of all he can play a lead character he he, right so that's one he's also played um you know king arthur in in a king arthur movie that was directed by guy Ritchie. okay so he you know he was yeah okay yeah okay go go yeah he was also you know um uh, what was the other one? Okay, Pacific Rim, the very first Pacific Rim. So he's always been cast as the lead action guy. So Corsair has got the beard. Charlie can grow that beard. Charlie had the long hair. I I, I think he can definitely pull it off, you know, playing that character. Corsair, that, that's, it, it, even if he, and I know he's he's not American, but he did eight seasons of Sense of Anarchy before, you know, people are like, oh, he's not American. Oh, yeah, you know, no, he's not American. Well, he he can pull it off. He's got the Pacific Rim. He played an American accent. So Charlie Hinnom is my man to play Corsair. You know, Major Christopher Summers.
1: Very interesting. Okay. Uh, Definitely, I will give you that one. I will give you that one. I I was bringing somebody that I thought would be... I'm trying to give that little range. Okay. So... How do I how do I go with this? Because the scenario is the person that I picked is or supposed to be in the Marvel Universe, but right. he's not in the Marvel Universe. Cause dude deleted scenes and you've seen a picture of him, but it was never say a proper confirmation that it was him. But yeah, it was a confirmation. So basically I'm picking Nathan Philum to be right. uh, to be to be Corsair. Now I'm going that he does have that ability. You've seen him definitely, especially when you start talking about doing voiceovers and if we're going to do anime, then I was like, Oh yeah, I can see him. I can see him pulling that off very easily. Now, yes, he's an older, he's older as of, as of now, but I was going, cause now the only problem is for the scenarios, we don't know when they're bringing in Cyclops and bringing in X-Men.
0: That, but what that's what stage true. Of the
1: game we're going to, we're going to bring him in. That's so. True. And, and I knew that could be an option. That can be that can that could work in my benefit. That if he's an older Cyclops, then Nathan will be good. If they bring in a younger Cyclops, then Nathan will be a kind of like it will be too far reach for him. But mm. if we're gonna go with that, I'm just kind of going with the older set in the mind. Like he's been he's been Corsair for like ten years. I'm like going like in more of a I'm going that it was a it was a flashback history. Like saying a bleep of like saying having one of those days that he's on he's on the bridge or back in his back in his his captain room and he's just having a little you know you know galaxy you know galaxy whiskey or something like that just to hold right. the truth and he just remember these days and he's like yeah i got here by um that ancient our, our empire it took my family away from me <sighs> my son the last thing i saw of my wife pushing the sons out the out the door and i saw and, but he's thinking memory he's having memory so i'm going with nathan because yeah, Nathan okay, has okay. the ability to be, you know, kosher, carcer, he does have the, um, you know, he, he is, he's a very serious person. So we know him that in, um, uh, what's, what's that word I was going to say? Uh, oh my gosh, my mind just went completely <laughs> blank on the show and uh, the show that Nathan, Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I'll come back. It'll come back to right. me. I'll come back but, to you guys, I,
0: I agree with you because you know what? Um, I, I actually did think of him. And the reason that I thought he was going to be in the w- universe as Wonder Man,
1: I was so like, That's exactly uh, what I was saying. Because right. that's why I said he's he he was he was labeled or scheduled to be there. Yes. But we never have an official that he's in there. Yes, if he yeah, was exactly. officially in they there, that would like be a like, A little see, poster okay. or whatever. Yeah. And, then, and that's he, exactly it.
0: Right, right. And they, even there's a comic book where they show him as an actor playing uh, Omega, which is another Marvel character in the background of a Vi- Vision comic book. So I was like – so, I look, I agree with you because, honestly, that was the first name that popped in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, oh, we used to use something maybe that was a little bit too whimsical. But then I seen his stuff on The Rookie.
1: Right. The police show where that's, – that's the part I was going to come to. Seeing, seeing him on The Rookie, like, he can be focused. It's not like oh. he can't be focused, but you can, when you see him in that particular mode, he could be a serious person. i will be like thinking, yeah, um, yeah, don't, don't pass out on Nate. Don't pass on Nate. No, don't pass no, up on Nate. no, 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 you're right. And if they had to go with the older version, I, I,
0: I, I my hat goes off to you on that one. I, I will say, yeah, Nathan, you know, but you know, if it ain't going to be Nathan, then it's going to be Charlie close second. So that's what so, I was going for, for that character.
1: And, I, and I'll, I'll just add in one more particular movie that he done serenity. Yes. So when he did ready, that's where at least you can see the captain. That's what I was trying to remember. So you can see that him being right, in charge of a... He was on Firefly. So you can see that he he was basically he has, he's already shown that he can be the leader of a, a ragtag crew uh, who are being hunted down Done. by the government and having ways of just basically saying um, being Alice, again, even when the leader of that, he was I don't know if you want to call him a captain. Or you right. know, he was already a captain of the armed forces when he was there. Like initially, you. that's how that's how he that's how his team half of his team came together because they were part of his team. So yeah. he God, he would have, especially if this if this was done, if this opportunity came right after Firefly, that would have been a perfect Goal. segue Goal. for him to to do that. That would have been Money. perfect. For to do that. Okay.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. All right. All right. So you know, I I go with you on that one one hundred percent. I I rather him, you know, I rather him play Corsair than him play Wonder Man.
1: Completely.
0: Completely. done, done, done. Completely. Okay, Completely. Charlie, Completely. I, I like you, Charlie. I am rooting for you, Charlie. If he can't make it, you are my pick. All right, so that that's who I was going with. So now we're going now. So I am, so then oh my god, yep. I am going now with the female lead of the of the, of the show, right? Of, uh, right. Hepzibah. Hepzibah. Yeah. Yeah. Hepzibah. Yep. So Hepzibah, who I was going with, and, and I think it still stands, no matter, is Jamie Lee Presley. Why does that
1: name sound familiar?
0: <laughs> okay, you remember the the, car, the comedy show My Name is Earl? Did you ever watch that one? Yeah. My Name is Earl? Yeah. yeah. So she was in there playing My Name is Earl. Um, she played like a love interest of one of the other characters. She gets pregnant at one point. She puts on mm. this country accent. Uh, Right, don't let that sleep on you. She she does other comedies too. She does one called Mom right now. You know, she used to be a model. She's an actress. D- her comic timing is very well. You know, okay. I think she has the look that she would actually get into that makeup, and, and get into that cat cat ca- like character to do it. You mm-hmm. know, um, she can play with different type of voices to kind of give herself. So she can be her own voice. She can get a country twang voice. She she would make something really to get into that character. Plus. Years back, she did a action movie off of a video game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, no, keep going.
0: Yeah, I, I was, it, was it was not live action. Tekken. hold on, I gotta Google which movie it was, or you can double check. To let me know, but it was it was one of the fight games. It was not like Street Fighter and all that. And she played like the main character throughout this movie, you know, from that fight game. And uh so that's that's who I'm going with is Jamie Lee Presley to play Hepzibah. Okay. That, that, right. That's, that's because, you know, that, to me, she would still be with how your choice is as Nathan, as the lead man and the love interest, or okay. even with Charlie as lead man and, and the love interest. I think she would work either way,
1: but either who, way. Who, are you,
0: who are you saying?
1: So, so I, 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 I you said, you when, when I say this person, mm-hmm. you're going to, it's, it may be interesting. Um, Char- Charlie's Theron. Never- Charlie's
0: Theron. Yes. Okay. So,
1: yes. Okay. So she has, again, Hepzibah has the ability, you know, she's hand-to-hand combat and stuff like that, you know, have that, that silkish, you know, cat-like type of appearance, you know, has that right. like very, you know, sexy charm to her and get, you get too close to her. she so, scratch your eyes out. She'll so, scratch it out. Charlie's Theron is... She'll kitty cat you, so, so, so kitty cat you yes. out. She'll so, kitty cat you out. So... <laughs> Uh, wow, you've and, you and of course good on this, man. And, and then the last thing, because the last thing she did, I mean, not the last thing, but the, the one again that reminded me, and just, it's Old Guard. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't had a chance to watch Old Guard, check out Old Guard. Um, okay. Old Wars, Guard
0: or Atomic Blonde?
1: That's why I said the latest. If we go back, we'll go back to Atomic Bomb, it's, uh, Bomb as well. I'm Atomic like,
0: Blonde, uh, her, her character in Fast sorry. and Furious as the villain. Oh,
1: uh, yeah, oh, but oh. but you see that was that was that was you see again all these different attributes. like half about very well. It yes. was set up for you a good live hatsaba Um Yeah, again and then looking at the the dynamics between her and Nathan because this is where I'm trying to build off of Nathan. Yes, I'm just wondering, like this will be the, this will be you know someone to work off of him. Mm-hmm. Charles could do very well. I think she will just do well too. Have that professionalism that both of them could work off each other and improv it out, and it could definitely turn into he would like, have to bring
0: thing. it like big time because she's she, as an actress, she's like, Oh, I she's she's a, she's a beast as an actress, man. She's her talent is like insane.
1: It's he's, so insane, but he he, he will he, work he hard a, for he, his he, money he, that day. Although I'm saying, like, you'll be getting the sweats, I'm doing good, I'm doing good, the man will work it. I, I'm worried, I'm not mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. So right, yeah, it, it that that's who I would say would be my po- choice for Hathena. Okay, okay. I like
0: that, though. I like that. So, I see how your team's going. Okay. So, now for Raza, okay, okay the weapon specialist, the cyborg, the man that's always got a gun and a sword, ready to go, ponytail. <laughs> I wanted to add some flavor to the team. So, I went with, and his name is, uh, and you won't probably know his name, but I'll tell you who he is. So, his name is Gino uh, Vento. So Gino Vento right now is on the TV show called the Mayans, right? So if you watch the TV show, the Mayans, or you want to know who he is, um, you have the main, so not the Mayans, but you have the other gangster in there uh, played by a character, played by actor used to be on law and order. So he's his bodyguard. So Gino is, you know, Latino. He's got a little bit of a goatee, but he's got long hair, but he keeps it in two separate braids that run down the back of his you know, from the top of his head down the back of his head to either side. So, yeah, if you look at him from his Mayan look, that that there, and he can act. He's he's got the acting chops. He's done a whole lot of stuff. Uh, obviously, he's worked. It, he's got a recurring character on the Mayans. Hopefully, don't kill him off one day. And he's a little bit funny. He's a little bit crazy. <laughs> you know, I I think physically he has that look. Acting wise, he can definitely pull it off. Because he's he's an enforcer for the big mob, the, 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 one of the big mobsters in there.
1: Okay. Yeah. You see who I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I'm 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 pulling him up right now. I'm pulling him right right now, so I can take a look at him.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know who this guy is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I like okay. them. I love the Mayans. I mean, clearly you can tell I love Suns, so I love Mayans. So you see how my 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 picks were going here. So that's who I had. The play Raza, um, you know, if he's going to be a weaponsmith, he's he's physical on the show. If he's got to pick it up, he can do it. You know, in the show, he's got a gun, he's got a knife.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Nope. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. All right. Um, who are you saying? Who you got? Who you got, man? Who you got? Who, 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 I, got? who I got? Who I got? Okay, cool. So, I, I'm going to go with a person. I, I don't know if you may know his name. Probably go. Um, Ryan T. Brian T. So Bri- Brian T, uh-huh. uh, East Asian, he's been, you know, recent stuff, he's been in Chicago, Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, mm-hmm. um, but you will probably recognize him as being Shredder in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadow. Yes. Yes. So I, I was, I was going with that. I mean, also Hawaii Five O. you know.
0: Yes.
1: Was, uh, yes. yes. A, uh, he's from there as well. but. Yes. Uh, Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat Legacy, the TV show. Yes. So and and from Wolverine, Noburo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So these, this, this is again. These are all action stuff that I'm pulling out from. Right. But definitely from Shredder, having the ability that you know he's gonna have to be battling and stuff like that. Yeah. Wolverine, he was you know his action based and stuff like that. So he will he has no problem being physical. He mm-hmm. has no problem wielding a sword, wielding a weapon and basically being able to show that he has the chops right. to, you put that in his hand, it's believable that give this man five minutes, you may not make it out. He will take your life and he will feel no way and ask questions next week, <laughs> what he thinks about it. <laughs> that's what he, I he, see, what I you see, but Gino. Gino, Gino but, no, but, Gino but, 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 but I Look at Gino, but, but that's what I'm saying. Once you put, put, put Gino in my face and I just think, Ooh, this is this is a good tight one. I'm yeah, like Yeah, this
0: this is a this is a
1: tight. Gino, Gino may may Gino, Gino may uh Gino may take it in for me, man. I, honestly, you have got to have that. You have to have that raw. You just got to have that look. Yes. Okay, here, here's a good way of looking this way. I know I said I said a, a, a criteria earlier that Scott Summers always mad and whatever the case would be. Right. But Scott is just mad and just anger. Right, right. Raza has he, he's He's a warrior type. Yes. Anger. It's a warrior focused. type. Of, he's a focus. He's a, He may be anger. He may be seen mad, but he has a warrior type of blood. You can nearly say like he's a, if a Klingon was consistently always upset and just like saying, I will kill you if you look at me the wrong way, Klingons will say it, but they'll at least give you a half a second to inhale. You sure you want to do that? Before I stab <laughs> you in the neck? just like, put it. You shouldn't have looked at me in the first place. I don't know why you even breathe my way. <laughs> why'd you? Why'd you even bring it? Why'd you even bring yes, it? Come here. Give me, give me. Just take up a dead arm and just wipe and just. I'm gonna clean my blade off your shirt. <laughs> the Let last, last thing you see is me
0: cleaning my blade on your shirt while your eyes close for the last time. Right. Right. So
1: I'm gonna go because of that type of mentality. Yes. Yes. I will. I will give Gino. Yeah. I will give Gino. I will give it to Gino. I will give it to Gino. All right. All right no, so no, 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 no. It's like that's, that's just like. Uh, but like that was a good one though. I, I didn't see that. That was, a, that was a good one. That was a good call. Once well, well, you said Gino Vint, I'm like, oh, I think I know. And then I see his face. I'm like, oh, I know you. Oh, yeah. You can somebody. Oh, yeah. See, that's another scenario. You got to understand, guys. When we're saying these type of people, uh, hopefully we're giving you the understanding. This is from our own perspective. This is our own fan thoughts. But we want to have someone that when you see them, you can clearly take the image out from the sheet, put it in the face, like face off, like... Yeah, I can see that happening yes. right now yes. and be like that guy who will say, you know, I won't get in trouble but say, you know, saying Kevin Smith is the same thing. Take my money. Take my money. Just take my money. Take my money. That's <laughs> well, what I want. Well, uh, That's, that's what I exactly.
0: That's what I, we want to, we want you as fans to, you know, uh, supporting the channel and, and watching the channel with us. To, to come on our ride. Enjoy it. And and if you got any comments, let us know. And we're going to put pictures up so you can see who's who. And, 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 and look, let us know. Who you pick, right? But we still got one more. So the last one now is uh showed. Right? Yep. So no matter what, because of the how the character is and how he's always drawn, he's drawn taller than everybody else, he's drawn bigger than everyone else. He has to be CG'd. Right. No matter what, he's got to be CG'd. But okay. the, voice, <laughs> the yeah. voice, the voice, the voice. Of this character, the person that's got to okay. play him, so it had to be animated or it had to be in a live movie, and they had to CG him. I, and and, I'm, and hear me out, I wanted someone that was not going to be. I'm Joan, I'm I'm. You know, I don't want the deep voice guy. I, I think it's mm. fun sometimes we have the big tough guy, and he has a little bit of a softer voice, and he and he has to portray that some way, you know, right? So it's like, like when you meet Mike Tyson, it's like, oh shoot, Mike Tyson. Hey, what's going on, yo? What are you guys trying to do to me? That's Mike Tyson. But you still ain't gonna mess with him. You ain't gonna make fun of him his voice in front of him or with an earshot. So who I was going for to play showed was Patrick Oswald. Let's see. Patrick. Patrick Oswald, stand-up comedian. He's a huge, huge comic book nerd. Okay. He know there's there's a scene, you gotta look it up uh, on the TV show Parks and Recreation. Patrick Oswald goes in there. And he does a whole telling of Star Wars, you know, his version of how Star Wars should have been. And this rant goes on for about four minutes. It's beautiful. He was also on King of Queens. He's also in Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the, the TV show later on season where he plays twins and he plays his own father, um, you know, and they always all look the same. So, or you know, he plays triplets and he plays his own father. So
1: Patrick, oh my as, as a
0: comedian, he's hilarious. Oh as an actor this guy is fire he always steals a scene right so to have him playing showed and 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 the fact that he's gonna play in an action movie not only will he go above and beyond um and and, and you cg him because you don't have to say well he doesn't look like the action hero person he doesn't have Mm -hmm. the big muscles he's not six foot two no it's gonna be cg so let patrick oswald Play him Boys. because he's he's tough. He's a fighter and he's intelligent. And when you hear Patrick talk, you're gonna sit there going, Patrick knows his p's and q's, right?
1: right.
0: And Patrick, you don't have to tell Patrick the source material. Patrick knows it knows. and will tell you the source material issue by issue, line by line. You understand that? Yeah. Pat Pat knows Pat Oswald. That's who my showed
1: is for this. Patrick team. will basically just say, "Listen, we're doing that. We're doing the script. We're doing the script. Can I just?" Can I just run off? Let's kinda of run off the chest after that. Sure, Patrick, no problem. Are we recording this? Did you hear recording this. Yeah. <laughs> he's saying good stuff. <laughs>
0: Patrick's gonna rewrite the script. It's gonna come out better. That's, so. that's
1: it. It's just like whatever. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um I I I I, 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 <laughs> I can't even get past I can't even get past that now. Um now it's not even default. To who I'm gonna pick? Like I'm going with I'm going with somebody mm. that. Okay, so so basically we what we know of uh, Choad, um, Sorry, is that he's like a he's like a a, a, a big giant, a giant, yes. but a giant teddy bear in that sense. He, he's when he needs to, oh. you know, bring the muscle. The muscle. It's, it, it's, it's game time. It's game time. But when he's not, I mean, he's just, he's friendly. He's very, you know, he's very, he has that type of social type of, you know, he's, he's, people like him. So, I mean, he's, he's, he's very a people person. He's Regardless a people of person. his
0: appearance, he's the people person. When it came into the X-Men and they were meeting the Starjammers for the first time, the rest of them were like, well, we're the Starjammers? He's like, hey, guys, how you doing? <laughs> he's the yeah. one that's going to talk first before swinging a punch. But when he's about to swing a punch, you might be doing escape velocity. Yeah,
1: we might just say that. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. So <laughs> it's hilarious when you said, Patrick, my mind. Oh, my gosh. That couldn't work. And then I went to um, Tiki from um, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Ragnar- Ragnar- um, right. Yes. Um, you know, the director. Right? So yes. when he did Mog. Marvel- no. Oh, my God. I know why. I- oh, my gosh. I can't believe I could I know he had me. the high-pitched he
0: voice. To- like he's yes. almost yes. like like Australian. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it's just like. Oh, that made sense. We we will accept that. I can't see nobody. I can't have no one else but him now. Going forward, I can't hear nobody else from him. So now that you put Patrick in this mode, I'm like, oh, that's so good. Um, <laughs> so wow, I'm 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 literally trying to get over that. So let me focus, focus, focus. I can win this. I can win yes. this one. I'm, get, I'm gonna do my best. Okay, so who I <laughs> so who I chose was hmm. David Agila. So David Agila. Um, some of you may or may not know him um, he's definitely been more on the um, he's, a, he's a British he's a British actor mm-hmm. and he's been more you've seen him a couple of times in a different shows uh, He appeared on Supergirl as uh, Ma- Manchester black Oh okay you remember right yeah. uh, and definitely more recently he's been on uh, Star Trek D- Discovery So yes. so this is where I'm going with that that ability to have that twofold. When he was in Manchester Black, like he he, like when it's time to When is Manchester Black Manchester Black was he was just mean. He was not evil, but I mean he was just he had his own he had his own agenda. So yeah. he can just be focused like, you know, so basically I'm taking that when he times when the muscle time to come on someone's someone's gonna lose an eye. Someone's gonna mm-hmm. lose an eye. We're just letting you go know right now. But yeah. when it came to uh Star Trek Discovery. Uh, Discovery. He was he was great on there because he was um was a lone cargo type of pirate in that sense. So mm-hmm. you can see the little similarities from there. Right. Uh, but he had the ability, um, Book was his name. So yes, Book yes. Booker. Book, Booker Book Booker was, 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 was who was Yeah, was he had
0: a lot of interest with the, with you know with the main character, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly. He always but had, the cat had a cat on his ship. <laughs> Always had the cat in the ship and everything like that. But at least you could see the soft side because he had the cat in the ship. Mm. He was a soft person that basically made, he always was trying to help out all those endangered species and bring them back to his planet and everything like that. So that's where the soft side would come in. So this is where I was looking like he has has the ability to voice, because we're not going to see him again, again, like you said, this character is going to be CG. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, it's very, very you're going to fight someone who's going to have the body mass to be that big in size. So, you know, no matter what, that's, we're going CG down that route. Absolutely. The there's, 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 there's no, there's no, there's no, now the only thing on the connection we have is voice. So because he, we've all, you know, it'd be very different and unique to have a, a British accent out in space And I I try to think. What I'm trying to think in the Marvel universe, minus the Asgardians, because well, well, we just know that whole realm is by itself. I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head. So it would look kind of unique, like a Merc type of scenario that you're seeing this big guy, and then you hear this type of. ah, What's the best way I can say that? That high, that high presence type of meaner kind of conversation you're yes, talking very right. like, like yes like you know what how, how are you i'm doing good great like you hey, it's been a great day and everything <laughs> like that you can hear like ah he's so nice and calm but you're looking at his shoulders like he's so wide he can hurt me if i do the wrong thing yep but he yeah but you can hear his voice he's like oh he's like you know he's just like a like a good light fly so he'll bring uh, you in huh? bring it. <laughs> oh he's so nice he's so nice <laughs> oh. <laughs> the arm <is> <laughs> crumpet dash you away. Crumble you in crumpets, and that's it so that's who i was going with wow okay.
0: so that, that was that. Those,
1: that was my thoughts. that was my thoughts i like that, but I, like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, but, I'm, I don't know look this is this book i mean sorry I, i'm just gonna say david you're gonna have to work hard boy you're gonna have to work hard patrick's coming for your food boy patrick's coming for your food i'm just saying bro work hard Apache's coming for your food. And I'm like, oh, that was, that took me, that took me. So I, I'm like, I thought I had that. I'm like, listen, I'm going good. I'm going strong. I'm going like three for three for three. I'm going to Patrick Oswald. Oh, that sounds familiar. And then when you start going through the stars, I'm like, oh, this is not good. Oh no, it works hard. Damage. Oh, uh, damage. Uh. You know? Yeah, no. It, I was coming, man.
0: So this is this is pretty much two for two. Um, you know, yeah. you got two good ones, I got two good ones. I, I really came in at the end strong, so ah. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, You know no, what? No, we no, go no. we we go end this one off here. Once again, thank you for listening. This is one about the Starjammers Corsair. We know we had to go a little bit around to fill in some more history for you. Um, if you want to read more about them, start off with, uh, you know, uh, volume one of the X-Men uh, issue 107. That's when they come in. 108 is when uh, Chris Claremont, I mean, he was writing it the whole time, but that's when John Byrne took, uh, John Bryan took it in. And, and, oh, it was such a beautiful thing. They have a couple of mini-series out there for Starjammers. They're easy to find trade paperbacks mm-hmm. that will put their whole run together um and and you'll see what they do signing off here my name, oh and let me just make this last point mm-hmm. we will say i will say this right now i know we have all the stuff on disney plus going back and forth and this is great I'm loving it disney plus should really consider doing a series like either marvel spotlight or marvel premiere if they would do that and just do one or two cartoons you know, make it make it a, a, a forty half an hour, forty minute special on maybe one on Star Jammers, and then one on other characters that we are going to talk about in the future. This yes. would be a cool way to com- show the fans something without committing to a long, twelve you know uh, thirteen episode run uh, or a full out movie. You
1: know, completely.
0: Yeah, completely. I mean, let's keep in mind back in the day, and I'm saying back in the day, it's not you know that far back. Marvel came out. Um, and when they did the first Iron Man movie, keep in mind, they came up with Doctor Strange as an animated movie. Yes. The reason they did that is because they said, we don't have the money to do the uh, the, oh, the budget effects. for the special effects at the time. Right. So they did it as a cartoon movie and it was really, really good. So yeah. really go back and watch it and look what happened all these years later. We got the live action, you know, uh, so I think that oh, they should do a Marvel yeah. premiere or Marvel spotlight, bring That'd back their old good. titles do it as they're doing what if so bring it out wet people's whistles see what maybe fans are really get excited about and then take it to the next step in a couple of years or if not sooner than that so that that's my two cents i'm going to keep pushing that we're going to tag all this stuff and uh on that note my name is barry 3d for deep dark delicious hey
1: and i go by dj
0: C. yo read right on and this is the iconist podcast thank you for listening thank you for watching um and you know at the end please check our links you know share subscribe uh hit the like button please you know let people know and if you can help the channel grow that'd be greatly appreciated so we can kind of keep doing this more often and 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 update our equipment and stuff like that then then all that goes towards the channel of making it grow so thank you for your time thank, thank you for your you. Day. You know, and keep in mind that the world started here with an HB pencil, a piece of paper, and imagination. Signing off.